Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Wednesday, November 15th. Coming up, unsubstantiated voter fraud claims and harassment are making it harder to be an election official in Kansas. Nearly one-third of the state's county clerks have quit since 2020. Our election officials are critical to our democracy. They do incredible jobs under often very challenging circumstances. We'll hear how ongoing scrutiny and conspiracy theories are adding stress for election workers heading into the 2024 election. Plus, one Lewisburg artist and fabricator spent a decade working in the studio of a famous New Orleans artist. Now he's the go-to person when her work is damaged. That's the ideal, right? Since sadly, obviously, Ida's no longer with us. To have that long-term exposure and understanding of the artist is really just invaluable. We'll hear more about what it takes to restore a work of art. But first, some headlines. Unionized auto workers in Kansas City, Kansas, voted yesterday to ratify a new contract with General Motors. KCUR's Savannah Holly Bates reports. Employees at the Fairfax plant voted to ratify the new United Auto Workers contract with a slim 52 percent majority. The contract would raise wages 25 percent by 2027, increase 401k employer contributions, and reinstate cost of living adjustments. GM temporarily laid off the Fairfax workers due to the union strikes at other auto plants. The new contract awards Fairfax a nearly $400 million investment for future electric vehicle production, which the union hopes will keep it open for years to come. The process of voting on the contract is likely to stretch into next week. The Shawnee City Council voted to fire city manager Doug Gerber in a closed-door meeting Monday. KCUR's Madeline Fox reports the move follows weeks of turmoil over an emailed video. An anonymous sender emailed multiple Shawnee employees a video of Gerber masturbating in early September, although that didn't become public until multiple media outlets reported it on November 1st. City Council placed Gerber on leave during a special meeting that evening. The vote to fire Gerber was unanimous, although one city council member was absent. The city did not comment after voting. Former Shawnee Public Works Director Doug Whitaker is serving as interim city manager while Shawnee figures out its next steps. Missouri is losing half a million dollars a year in federal funding for failing to comply with the Fair Housing Act, according to advocacy group Empower Missouri. A law passed by the state legislature in 2017 requires people to prove a landlord intended to discriminate against tenants. That standard doesn't match federal laws protecting people based on classes like race, gender, and disability. Sarah Owsley of Empower Missouri says as a result, it's nearly impossible for tenants to win housing discrimination cases in the state. To prove someone's intent is extremely difficult. You have to really have the type of agency who has been blatantly discriminatory and not hidden it. Funding withheld by the Federal Housing Department would have gone toward investigating cases of housing discrimination. We'll be back after this. You listen to Kansas City Today every day because we're your local, reliable news source. You take us seriously. But now it's time to have some fun. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. 
NPR's All Things Considered host Ari Shapiro is the featured guest at this party, and it's going to be bumping. you got to be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Nearly one-third of Kansas election officials have left their position in the last four years amid harassment and criticism fueled by unsubstantiated voting fraud claims. Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service reports the continued scrutiny might cause additional stress in 2024. Douglas County Clerk Jamie Hsu spent weeks training volunteers to serve at polling places in the recent Kansas municipal elections. At the county's election offices in Lawrence, about a dozen people gathered to get up to speed. I recognize everybody. Everybody has worked before, right? I don't have any people. Making sure poll workers do everything right is always important for conducting a safe and secure election. But next year, their actions will be under a microscope. I still want you to go through those motions so that next year you're not skipping those things. So you still The 2024 vote will be the first presidential election since Republican former President Donald Trump pushed false claims that widespread fraud cost him re-election in 2020. That election was held at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. Shu says the uncertainty of the disease and record voter turnout made for a hectic experience. But it got worse. And then the response to that was to question and vilify all of us. Trump's claims have led to local election officials dealing with increased scrutiny and pressure from state lawmakers and the public. And that's fueling a huge turnover. 35 of the state's 109 officials have quit since 2020. Despite a lack of evidence, Republican Kansas legislators continue to hold state house hearings on voter fraud. People lined up at a recent one to share dubious election information, including a claim focused on a video allegedly showing Iranians hacking election systems. It caused people to call for paper documents. Which is great. It's really hard for an Iranian hacker to get into paper poll books. But the Associated Press reported last year that federal investigators found the video was fake. Rick Pifo is the Republican Harvey County Clerk in Central Kansas. He is also the vice president of the Kansas County Clerks and Election Officials Association. He says lawmakers are allowing conspiracy theorists to dictate election policies. And he didn't participate in the recent state house hearings because he's frustrated by claims of fraud. I still haven't seen any evidence from any of these groups that anything that they're theorizing has actually happened. But lawmakers argue changes may be needed simply to ensure voters trust the results. Republican State Representative Pat Proctor said during the recent hearing that some Kansans tell him they don't want to vote because they think elections are rigged. That is a existential threat to our democracy. All this ongoing scrutiny may be fueling the anger that's pointed at election officials. A Brennan Center for Justice survey found that 30% of election officials in the U.S. have personally been harassed, threatened, or abused for doing their job. Liz Howard of the Brennan Center says those kinds of stresses threaten the state's ability to run free and fair elections. Our election officials are critical to our democracy. They do incredible jobs under often very challenging circumstances. And smaller counties are facing the same public scrutiny. Sarah Raines, who is also a Republican, is the county clerk in Hodgman County in southwest Kansas. 
Her county of just 1,700 people is struggling to fill volunteer poll working positions. Rain says she's happy people want to ensure election security, but she's worried conspiracy theories are scaring people away. People kind of want to steer clear from it and just cast their ballot and be done. Regardless, election officials have no choice but to be ready for 2024. Pifo in Harvey County says no amount of stress, county clerk turnover, or other issues will stop it. You know, we have a hard deadline, and we historically have always gotten it done. Some of the election leaders are taking measures to be prepared. Counties are recruiting high school students to volunteer at polls to fill gaps, and focusing on mental health resources to help election workers deal with the stress. For the Kansas News Service, I'm Dylan Lyson in Lawrence. G. Paul Lucas in Lewisburg, Kansas, has made a name for himself as a world-class restorer of art, particularly of sculptures by a famous New Orleans artist who's no longer around to guide his work. KCUR's Julie Denache reports. There's a modest studio next to a lawn care service in an industrial strip of shops in Lewisburg, Kansas, about an hour south of Kansas City and just up the road from the cider mill. G. Paul Lucas and his team are carefully uncrating a seven-foot wooden box. Let's see what's in there. I want photos when it comes out. Inside is an aluminum sculpture by a New Orleans artist named Ida Kohlmeyer. This one is called Carousel. It was created in 1985 and owned by a private collector. It's spent almost four decades outdoors buffeted by storms. Lucas is not sure what to expect. It was on top of a building with a view of the city. It was beautiful. Well, then two hurricanes came (laughs) and took it down a couple of times. So we don't know what kind of damage we're going to see. Let me get a couple of pictures here. Lucas crouches down to get a closer look at the jumble of different metal shapes, topped by a light green crown. I mean, I think of that as like a gherkin pickle, (laughs) in a way, with lollipops stuck into it, and then arrows or spears that look like they've just been planted into a geometric rectangular form. The greens, purples, and pinks have all faded on this sculpture. But Lucas says he sees joy in all of Kohlmeyer's work. It's his own Mardi Gras symphony. Each one of her pieces were. They were a celebration of just fun and what it means to be alive. Kohlmeyer was born in New Orleans. She made a name for herself as an abstract painter and found wide recognition for her work. Sculpture allowed her to take her paintings into three dimensions. Lucas met her back in 1988. The two hit it off, and he spent a decade working as a fabricator in her studio. She was just beloved in the city at a time when the city itself was modernizing and experimenting with modernism in architecture and in art. That's Lisa Rotondo McCord. She's deputy director for curatorial affairs at the New Orleans Museum of Art. Kohlmeyer died in 1997. Rotondo McCord says collectors and museums look to G. Paul Lucas for guidance in the restoration of Kohlmeyer's work. He was one of her primary fabricators when she was here in New Orleans, so that's the ideal, right? Since Sadly, obviously, Ida is no longer with us. To have that long-term understanding of the artist is really just invaluable. Kohlmeyer's work remains prominent in her hometown today. Twenty of her sculptures line the Mississippi in front of the city's aquarium. 
Lucas restored each one after Hurricane Katrina swept through. Yellow, red, blue, and then the dark neutrals and the light neutrals. For this sculpture, now in his Lewisburg workshop, Lucas has sandblasted, repaired, and covered it with layers of primer. Now Lucas begins to retrace each of Kohlmeyer's brushstrokes. I'm just tracing these in, so there were just remnants of them left. Hour after hour, in the quiet moments, he'll hear Ida Kohlmeyer's voice in his head. I'll, I'll be painting a certain thing, and I'll hear her say, Paul, Paul, no, no. Go up higher with that red. Work it in more. It's just like back when I was in her studio. And I, I know it's, it could all be just in my head, or maybe I really am channeling her in some way. But usually the things I hear, I stand back and look at what correction I've made, and it's like, yeah, I see it now. That makes it work better. It feels more like you, Ida, more like your work. Lucas says his task is to bring each sculpture back to the way Kohlmeyer originally intended, so future generations can enjoy her work. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Julie Denishay. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love, Anna Schmidt, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Dylan's story about Kansas election clerks and to read and see photos from Julie's story about G. Paul Lucas, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. If you like our show and want to support us, why not leave a review? It helps us reach new listeners. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hollywood writers are obsessed with the concept of an asteroid heading towards Earth and destroying civilization. But is this something we really should be worried about? I'm Kate the Chemist, and on my podcast, Seeking a Scientist, we meet the mastermind behind a real-life mission to divert the path of an asteroid. Subscribe to Seeking a Scientist, made possible by the Starris Institute.